Welcome back to a brand new season seven of The Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte Norsworthy. In this episode of The Lead, we talk to Kendall Trammell, a Grady alumna and producer on CNN Digital's mobile news programming team. In this episode, we discuss the changes and trends in mobile news and what this means for preserving quality journalism. But first, a word from our sponsor. This podcast was created by the Cox Institute for Journalism, Innovation, Management, and Leadership. To learn more, go to grady.uga.edu slash coxinstitute. Now, here's the lead. Welcome to the show, Kendall. She graduated from Grady, as I mentioned earlier, and she's back today to talk to us about her job as a CNN digital mobile news programming guru. So can you give me a rundown on how you ended up at CNN first? When you graduated from Grady, was being a producer your goal? I had no idea that this was really a job when I was in college. I knew from the time that I started in Grady, which was around my sophomore year, that I wanted to do something in digital. And I thought that meant that I would be a reporter, I would be out in the field, you know, just like how any you know typical journalist would be doing interviews. But I had this fascination with videos and multimedia and being able to put together a beautiful story and packaging it. Uh, So I graduated in 2016, um, and I actually started at Cox Media Group working with their digital startup called Rare, and I was there for a year, and then I moved over to CNN. I started as an associate producer on the mobile and off-platform programming team, and then about a year later, I was promoted to mobile producer. Now our team is called the global programming team, so we're not just focusing on mobile, but we have kind of combined it. all of the programming teams to one. So it's desktop, it's mobile, it's alerts, it's the app, it's everything. And I didn't know that there was a a job that essentially you programmed and managed the homepages, which to me, I thought, oh, that might be just like a little boring. Like you're just moving stuff around a page. People don't come to homepages. But CNN is an anomaly in the sense that a lot of people still use CNN.com as their homepage when they open up a web browser. Um, so it has one of the most powerful homepages in the digital landscape, which is really cool. But along with that, it's not just moving things around the page, but it's really telling a story right there. Uh, when someone hits CNN.com, they're looking at what is the big news story happening right now? People come to CNN for breaking news, so we want to make sure that we highlight and feature that. But we also want to show off that there are features, there's investigative reporting, we have business stories. And so how do you show that off in one layout, which is really great. So homepages, it's not just we're, we're waiting for audiences to come and to click on our content. But it's also a tool that we can use to our advantage to be able to elevate stories in search and social. And by having them placed on the homepage, we're able to help in those areas as well. So it's not just the people that come to CNN.com, but the people that may be searching on their phones for content, um, maybe on Facebook, and we're able to help give it that push and elevate it. So you've seen a lot of evolution in your short time there. Yeah. You know, we're always evolving and changing. That's not just CNN, but that's you know, the industry that we're in and trying to figure out what's the best way to collaborate with teams and not making them so stagnant. Uh, So I think when we were just the mobile programming team, we were heavily invested on mobile, but we maybe weren't sharing as much of like our learnings with our sister teams. And so what's really great is that we're coming back together. When I started as an intern uh, in 2016 before graduation, we were actually one team. Uh, It was called the homepage and curation team. 
But then um, through reorgs and just uh, transitioning in the company, they made those two teams separate. So we had the news and alerts team and then we had the mobile and off-platform programming team. So it was like desktop, the people that are actually sending the push alerts to the app. Um, then you had a separate team running the app itself and the mobile website. So obviously change can be a good and a bad thing. Where Was it ever kind of nerve-wracking for you at a point as an entry career-level journalist? You know, change is scary, I think, for any average human being. It scares me a lot uh, just because I like to be able to anticipate what's coming next. And with change, it's a lot of uncertainty. But I think if you're able to know where you are and where you stand and be grounded, um, then you'll be able to embrace that change. So kind of going off of challenges, what has been one of the biggest challenges you faced since graduating? I think my greatest challenge has been learning how to say no and being able to scale back. Sometimes I felt like that was a defeat for me, you know, saying that like, I can't take on this extra project. Uh, but it's really being kind to yourself so that way you can make boundaries just to be able to do the job that you're doing and do it well. I think when people are first starting their careers, they feel like they have to say yes to everything because everything could be their next big opportunity. But sometimes saying no is actually going to give you the resources, the time and energy, the mental space to think about what you want to do next, to be able to have that great story idea, um, the time to take lead on a project. And if you're straining yourself across you know, six different ways, you're just not going to be your best self. So I was going to ask about how the layout changes you know whenever you have limited real estate so on a desktop computer i can only imagine you can cram more things onto a page than when everything is shrunk and condensed so how do, how does that work in terms of mobile does i know that you can view on your screen different sizes and everything but do you just have it situated to where all of the stories simply just stack on top of each other and you expect the person to scroll or then do you still have to like trim the fat a little bit yeah definitely trimming the fat um and it's all good fat fat is good uh, <laughs> but because we want to be able to cater to our different audiences on different platforms we are managing each platform separately so because i um like to focus on mobile um we have cnn.com that homepage is different than what you would get cnn.com on desktop. It's different than what you would see on the app. Someone is manually curating that feed. So you may have the same lead story across platforms, but maybe the stories that appear underneath it are different or how they're presented are differently. Um, there are a lot of images typically on our mobile website just because people are on their phones, they are like, you know, visual, they wanna see stuff and like seeing a lot of blocked text is just not engaging. And so we're trying different formats to get people's attentions, um, to keep them scrolling down the feed. And so it's really just figuring out what's the best for every platform. When it comes to visuals, do you have to curate even those differently? So for example, if you've got an image that's very busy and complicated, would you swap that out on a mobile version for something that's more easily visible on a smaller screen? Oh, yeah. So that's something to think about, too, right? The size of that image. If it's a really complex photo and you have it in this tiny thumbnail size photo, it may be difficult for someone to really understand what they're looking at. So maybe we break that out into a bigger image or if we want it in a small image spot, then maybe we try to opt for a simpler photo. So that way it's just easier to tell what you're looking at. 
I want to hear what your take is on vertical video. Obviously, in school, I'm still, I just graduated and I'm starting my master's, but even as a recent alum, which is still very strange to say, we're taught horizontal is the way to go 100% of the time, even on mobile, though I'm seeing more platforms like Instagram and YouTube and even Facebook start calibrating their platform to a more vertical standpoint because that's how you would typically use your phone. So is CNN working on anything like that? And if not, what is your personal take on it? Yeah, I think that it's all about playing to the platform, right? Uh, so if you're on Snapchat, if you're on Instagram, you're going to have things that are in a vertical format. Uh, it's not so much that one is better than the other, but it's just playing to the screen that you're on. Um and for mobile and for CNN, I mean, we're cutting video all the time. We're cutting, um, you know, photos. We're cutting um, any type of multimedia and trying to make it for the best that we can possibly offer. Um, we've experimented with having vertical photos with photo galleries. Uh, we have videos that do similar similar things. Um, and it really just depends. Uh, but there's not necessarily like all video has to be vertical, but no one should feel uh, like that you can't have vertical video. Some professionals in journalism have the opinion that mobile notifications and the need to fit a story into so many characters has sort of truncated journalistic storytelling in this long form, beautiful New Yorker-esque piece. So others say that there's, you know, been a support for long form journalism and we're seeing subscription rates grow up in newspapers and the like. So what is your take on sort of this double-edged sword of journalism where we have to give you the news in a quick and brief way, but we also have the capability of telling such beautiful and compelling stories. How How is your take on that coming from your mobile producer standpoint? Yeah, I challenge anyone and everyone to try to write a push alert in under 150 characters. I do that it's hard because you want to be engaging. You want the copy to sing. You also want it to be right. You want it to be fair and balanced. You don't want it to feel like it's clickbaity, but it fits with your brand. And that's especially true at CNN. Alerts are a way to get people into a story. If they've already downloaded an app, they've elected to say, I want to see this content. Then I think as like a producer, a journalist, a technologist, it's our responsibility to make sure that we're complementing the notifications that are around someone's phone. Because it's not just us. It's, you know, text messages from grandparents. It's notifications from Instagram and Facebook about new photos that have been uploaded from your friends. And we're not trying to distract from that, but being able to complement someone's everyday life. As far as long form journalism, there's still a place for that. Uh, I do a lot of writing with our news desk. I do a lot of trending writing. So that's just a way to say that we cover the internet. Uh, there are a lot of conversations that are on there and people may say like that's cheap journalism. It's not. It's really journalism that telling stories that people care about. People care about entertainers and celebrities. People care about these crazy dance challenges and they get spread around from a hashtag. Um, people also use Twitter and Facebook and Instagram as a way to like share their ideas or concerns about different uh, topics and social justice. And so I think it's naive to just ignore that. So we are you know, constantly looking at what's trending, what's buzzing, um, and trying to find the most responsible way to tell those stories. So sometimes it's entertaining, sometimes it's more informative, but I think the important things are to always be engaging, to be essential to the audience. And to do that, you have to care 
enough to cover those topics. So I was, how do I put this? Spying on you. I was stalking you. Spy, yes, please spy on me. Okay, I was spying on you and, you know, looking at your website, and it was awesome, by the way, but I love that you talked about how leadership and being inspired and being inspiring is important to you. So can you share why you've taken on these roles and and what they mean to you? I think sometimes when people get into journalism, there's this fear that they can't have a life outside of journalism. When in fact, I think it can only help you become a better journalist. Uh, I do a lot of networking with other groups in Atlanta, um, with women and I think it's good for me just to be able to get outside of my typical bubble and to just see like what else, you know, is out there. What are people working on? What are real people talking about? Uh, and just also being able to have the experience to see um, what other jobs look like and, uh, and what's happening outside of the news industry. So I think everyone is looking for some support. And we think that we have to stay in our industry with people that do similar jobs when, in fact, it could be a really great benefit to you to step outside your comfort zone and to talk to someone who works in finance, who works in nonprofit. Um, Maybe that's a source for you for a story. Maybe that's just, you know, a a mental break for you um, and being able to um, think of something differently in a different way. It sort of broadens your perspective. Right, right, right. When I was, you know, going through college, I think I had a lot of people that I just always looked up to and I felt inspired by the work that they do. And I think it was because they were so open with me and being able to take the time to mentor me in a, you know, formal or informal capacity. And so it takes a village to get to where you are. I mean, it would be so... It would, be, it would be crazy to say that I'm where I am now just because of the hard work that I did. I worked hard, don't get me wrong, but there are several people uh, at Grady, several people through the University of Georgia, um, people that I met through internships and studying abroad that really helped shape who I am. Um, so I just, I feel the need to be able to give back in some small way. Sort of going off of that, advice on on mentorship so for those students who want to work in say emerging media what advice would you give them as they enter their careers know your worth i think when people first graduate they feel like they have to take the first offer that comes to them and i i think that it's great to be able to have an offer and i'm not saying that you should just say no but you should really consider what am i offering to someone and Am I give? Am I giving? Am I being given that? Because if the answer is no, then you're really just putting yourself at a disadvantage um, for the next job that you take. Everything that you're doing is building onto the next step. Even if you choose to get out of journalism, to go a completely different direction in journalism, um, I don't think there's anything uh, bad about having an experience that doesn't directly correlate to what you're doing now. All experience is good experience. Have your goals changed at all since you've been out in the real world, as they say? Out in the real world. You know, every year I tell myself I'm going to take things easy. And I think I am. But when I say it, you know, the beginning of the year when everyone's doing New Year's resolutions, and I've just stopped doing that because I never <laughs> I never hold true to them but I'm all I always say that I'm going to scale back 
And I think that means like, oh, I'm not going to take on extra projects. I'm not going to do this or that. And I'm just going to relax. And I do to an extent, but it's it's not being lazy. Uh, I think it's realizing that I have goals outside of my career. And I think that helps me in my career because I feel more balanced. Uh, and so that just goes back to being uh, being centered and grounded in like, where you are. So when there's so much change and there's constant movement around what's happening with you, if you can be centered in yourself, if you know that you have friends and you have family, that you're healthy, then your job also just becomes another facet, but it's not everything. And I think when I first started, I was very go, go, go. And I am still career driven. Uh, I, I take that very seriously, but I don't want it to be my everything. And that's something that's become more apparent to me every year. Great. Well, thank you so much for being here, Kendall. This was such a pleasure. Oh, my pleasure. Please, please, please. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to The Lead. I'm your host, Charlotte Norsworthy. This episode was produced with guidance from Keith Herndon, director of the Cox Institute at the University of Georgia. For more episodes with interesting media leaders, subscribe to The Lead on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Until next time.